Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy, and, and this is I'm my cobber. Alistair Tromblay Birchall. G'day, guys. Welcome to Two in the Think Tank. Uh, we're going to be coming up with all sorts of sketches and comedy riffs yes. uh, during this next uh, 45 to one hour... Uh, minutes. Minutes. So, hang in there, listen up, as uh, we we f- organically f- come to ideas. <laughs> um, and uh, if the ease with which you constructed that introduction, Alistair, <laughs> is anything to go by, the organic nature of these ideas is going to make the birth of life on Earth look positively inevitable. Yeah, great. Well, that's right. I don't even really know what, what, was. what that sentence meant, no. but that's great. Do you think? Do you think life is inevitable? Well, yes. Well, because it happened. Because it finds a way. Yeah, I know, but but do you think that? Well, I mean, what does that even mean? Does it mean if it happened once, then was it inevitable? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I mean, it's a shitty argument. <laughs> it feels like there's a hole in that argument, right? Yeah, like, well, I mean, it's it it, it is now has been inevitable. Yeah. But whether or not its inevitability means it will be infinitely evitable. Um, you know, it will, you know. Yeah. But but like but like if 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 it if it sprung up like f- about 500 other times, let's say in the universe, yeah. then you would say officially inevitable. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think 500 like, you know, if you get roughly one l- sort of puddle of life emerge for every, let's say, 100 million stars. I think that's enough to say it's inevitable. It's just a small percentage of, uh, you know... Do you think that if the if the aliens do land, mm. right, or, you know, in the middle of a crowded square... Yeah, you know, rather than in, sort of just hover above? Yeah, yeah, they land in the middle of a crowded square yeah. to... To uh, to aliens come out down the gangplank. Yeah. Obviously. Gangplank. The gangplank. You know, obviously in the middle or you know the tail end of an ongoing argument. One of the aliens says to the other alien, "See, I told you it was inevitable." And then they both get back on the spacecraft and piss off. Like, would do yeah. you think they, there's a chance that they would develop interstellar travel and come here just to settle an argument? Well, I suppose once a civilization gets so advanced that everybody has, you know, universal basic income. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, robots have automated everything. Universal basic income. One of, one of the recurring themes of this podcast. <laughs> uh, I wonder why. Yeah. We're just trying to get it out there into the zeitgeist. Come on, guys. <laughs> if we just say it enough, it must happen. My goal in life is to not have to move. Huh? Our goal in life is to not have to start a Patreon. Yeah. Oh, well, I think one day we're going to fail. Oh, well, we gave it a good shot. Yeah, we did. I mean, to be honest, we've gone 64 episodes, maybe 65 without doing it. To be honest, have you ever seen a podcaster with that much restraint? <laughs> it's it's unheard of these days. Yeah, see, um, laziness... If you play it right, can really look like restraint. Absolutely, can't it? <laughs> absolutely. Um, and these people who who never get off the couch, who you know, who just gorge themselves until they're so obese they can't leave the the their living room. Right? Yeah. You've got to admire their restraint <laughs> of going out. Yeah. And you know, starting a Patreon account. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that I guess that is uh, quite an interesting thing. People who are very lazy in one way, 
are are actually achieving a ton in another way. Mm, mm, in a way that society doesn't value. In a way, yeah. Well, that's right. Bad for so, them in so, the long run. <laughs> sort of like you know, let's say uh, you know, uh, CEOs mm. of companies mm. are you know they're productive in a sort of entrepreneurial sense, mm. but in a sort of getting bed sores kind of sense, <laughs> they're extremely lazy. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody needs to have a look at these executive bedsore deals because, you know, when the, when they everyone's complaining about their pay packets. Yeah. Right? But they're not get then they're not cashing in those bedsores. Absolutely. So, Are they wait, when you say executive like do you mean executive beds? Sores? Like they're the sores that you get from executive beds. Both. Yeah. Great. Both that and the sores that are born by executives. Born. I've, I've realized recently when I say Scottish born, there's a chance that it could mean that I'm heading towards Scotland rather than uh, born in it. Does that, is that born? Born? Yeah, B-O-R-N-E. That means you're carried by, <laughs> but not that you're heading towards. Oh. Like, well, could, could I be, could, be, could Scotland be Alistair born? Like if for some reason I was carrying Scotland on my back? Well, yes. Metaphorically. <laughs> Australia is a sheep-born nation, oh, like yeah. we could have said once upon a time. Yeah, but then in an earlier time, you couldn't have said that because there were no sheep here. Australia really did ride on the sheep's back, so it would be really cruel and unusual, but also entirely in keeping with our colonial past. It was quite <laughs> shameful. A period of real, you know, animal rights. It's a real dip. It's a real. It's it would. It would have been a real dip. Yeah. Real dip. Sheep that dip, time when we were a sheep dip, which you know these days it's rare that you in, in, encounter a sort of a, a carniv- carnivorous dip. Maybe other than a tap <laughs> a pate. Now, sheep dip is a thing that you chase the sheep through, and it's yeah. full of vaccines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Carnivorous and then put, dip. <laughs> and then you get a you run a chip along it, and then you scoop up the thing, and then you eat. You, know? you uh, never feel. Quite full, you know. You can't have a dip dinner. See, airborne diseases aren't yeah. heading towards the air. They're heading towards you. Well, they are headed towards the air. Well, yes, but only in, but, not as a destination, Alistair. Only as a as a vector, as a transport route. I know, but I don't think a disease has a destination. No. Public transport Victoria online app for diseases trying to get from one person to another. You see a little bacteriological item, a little germ, pulling out his mobile phone and using his flagellum to, to uh, tap away on the touch-sensitive screen and type in that he'd like to get to John Wilson of 32 Melville Crescent, Borania. 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 And, uh, it, says, and it says, OK, well, you want to um, squirm 50 centimetres to the left and get picked up on the boot of... Uh, Janice Tarania, who comes past every morning at 6.30am, and then so, so on and so forth. And so on and so forth. Oh, well, was that a sketch? Well, <sighs> look, okay, yeah, because I was, I was, I've been wanting to ask that for a few minutes. Um, we, it's, we've sort of been a bit short attention span mm. in, in that we've jumped around a lot. Man. Um, pre-born, I'm sorry I brought up the born thing. No, no, I no. mean, we had some good times. We had a carnivorous dip. Yeah. Uh, we had the uh, you know the, see, that, the bug. See, there's there's possibly something in a carnivorous dip. Yeah. Okay. You know, like a, a meat dip. I mean, really, what mm. have we got? We've got taramasalata, yeah. which I believe is the it's is egg fish, fish eggs fish roe. Yeah, fish roe. And then I think I guess salmon smoked salmon. Yeah, that's true. And then and then that's it. Like nothing else. There's no like a like yeah like just like a meat paste. Yeah. I guess meat. Definitely becomes more disgusting when it loses its texture. Right, yeah. like runny meat. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. Gloop, a meat gloopy. that But oozes. I mean, bolognese. People like a bolognese. Oh, I know, but that is like you know, it, mince m- mince kind of goes into mini meatballs. Yeah, you, you that know? those those chunks yeah, in the clumps. bolognese are definitely the highlights of the bolognese. Oh yeah, for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think I still remember a specific clump in the bolognese wow. that I got when I was about twelve, wow. and just being like, "Wow, this is practically a mouthful." And just, I remember very little from my childhood, but yeah. I remember that clump of bolognese. Yeah. Well, the meat clump. And how satisfying it was. Yeah. It's the it's the sort of the cluster 
the cereal cluster of the meat world. Right, you know? right. The Kellogg's crunchy nut. Yeah, I love a I love cluster. a cluster. And so, and the meat, the bolognese, the meat in the yeah. bolognese definitely offers that <laughs> service. Um. <laughs> a TV show, yeah. right? That is, um, a Leon Wilmot. These are the clumps of your life, <laughs> right? And it just does like a twenty to one kind of wrap up of like. <laughs> The top 20 clumps <laughs> featured in, in this guy's life, right? So there'd be a clump of bolognese, right? There'd be a clump of, like, um, of hair from a plug hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'd maybe be a, a, a clod of earth. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, a, a clod of earth that... that you break up and then it turns to dust. You know, yeah. you think it's a rock. Yeah. Do I talk about these a lot? No. Oh, I feel like oh, I do. You might have mentioned it on the podcast once, but it's a thing I'm aware of as well. That yeah. You're like, oh, a rock. Yeah. And then you squeeze it a little bit. You're like, oh no. Yeah, it has very Just little integrity. Yeah. I love those so much. I think they, they, in a way, they bring me more joy than 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 uh, rock. Than sadness. Hey. <laughs> Um, look, yeah, look, I've got Leon. These are the clumps of your life. Uh, just, just to kind of go through clumps a little bit more. Uh, what other things can clump? Um, uh, I, I guess, I guess people. Yeah, I guess maybe a bunch of like children. A party. Yeah, no, sort of chasing after a ball, maybe in a mm. junior level soccer match. Oh yeah, or even just like a sort of a stacks on. Yeah, a stacks on kind of leaves you with a former clump. Yeah, um, that is good. Uh, what about any metaphorical clumps? Uh, let's see, like a. Well, I mean, you know, like a, like a period of intense work could form a clump. Yeah, or or let's say like a like also, a trauma might be able to. <laughs> there'd be a sort of a clump of emotion yeah, there, like a, like yeah. you know, like a like a knot of emotion in your right, stomach the, there. Yeah, in your stomach or in your throat as well. Yeah, right. Those are quite distinct, I think. Mm. Uh, clumps. I think the one in the throat is more sort of guilt tinged with sadness. Yeah. But the one in the stomach is more sadness tinged with guilt. Oh, and stress. And I, stress. I get, yeah, I get the stress in there yeah. down in the stomach. Yeah. yeah. These are the clumps with... of your life. <laughs> yeah. And actually, while. And then um, maybe it can finish with a blood clot that is currently working its way towards Leon's brain. Of course, yeah, which will be the very final one. Yeah, the final yeah, clump. The blood clump. <laughs> Oh, of course, then there's the movie The Clumps. <laughs> well, of course, that's got to be in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the I while before we sort of went into the these are the you clumps of your life. I, I suspect that there were probably more DVDs of the Nutty Professor The Clumps um, uh, made than were sold. And yeah. In, in that case, it is very likely that they were at some point melted down. Into a clump of clumps. That's true. Yeah. Well, there there may be. They actually may have been tipped into a tip, like a big garbage dump, uh, covered in earth, and so they might actually be a clump of clumps inside an earth clump. An earth clump. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we can dream. Um, but when we were starting this one, yes. because I was saying how one. Uh, one clump is like the other clump. The meat is like the the clump. Um, mm. It made me think of a. Uh, so I guess it's another sort of game show, maybe more like a talk show yes. uh, <laughs> kind of situation. But like one of those old style ones where people had a bit more time to chat. Right. You know, they, the Rick, and, and, the Dick Cavett, the Dick Cavett show is a is a perfect example. It's sure. like be like four seats and Dick kind of in the middle, and like four celebrities. It'd be like like Parkinson. You ever watch Parkinson? Yeah, like Parkinson. Yeah. Parkinson's kind of a, you know, like a... A latter-day Dick Cavett. A latter-day Dick Cavett, right? <laughs> he used to get, like, you know, Groucho and then, like, uh, the guy who wrote Howl would be on there. Howl? Alan Ginsberg. Alan Ginsberg. And then you get, like, a guy who's a... Truman Capote. Truman Capote is definitely one that I've seen. Yeah, but he was quite the raconteur. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, somebody else. Yeah. Maybe a woman. <laughs> Dorothy Parker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a show like that, yeah. but... Uh, it's it's essentially it's a game version of conversation. I'm just waiting for you to bring this back to clumps. No, yeah, yeah. So it's the game. The game is tell me a version of that in your life. So somebody brings up something. They go, I quite uh, enjoy 
serving a tennis ball because I find it very satisfying like that. See, that's not a raconteur. That's a raconteur, I <sighs> Well, it wasn't Truman Capote. You know, right. as soon as I said raconteur the first time, I was like, I was wondering, I wonder if I'll get to do a tennis pun. And then what are the fucking chances that you would bring up serving a tennis ball yeah. as the first example? Well, and it, then I had to do a tennis pun. Yeah. Now I have a knot of sadness tinged with guilt in my stomach. Oh, well, that's where the stress goes. <laughs> it should go up in your throat. Let, let's forget that other idea. No, I, don't... I mean, there's something about like conversation as a competition, which is a thing that I've definitely seen people do, right? Mm. Not intentionally, but I, like, I, I knew a guy who was really insecure in any anecdote that people told, he would have to tell a more extreme version of that anecdote. Yeah. To the point where, like, you were like, well, he's clearly making these up, right? Like, like we were telling anecdotes about... Um, we were sitting around just telling anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> I would never oh, call well, anything that I say, whoa, an <laughs> anecdote. But um, talking about muck-up day at school, right? Yeah. And, and he told his anecdote early on in the conversation, right? Uh, and and it was fine, but then other people told subsequently more impressive anecdotes, and then he came back with another another anecdote about how they tied all the chairs and tables upside down to the roof of the classroom, right? And I was like, well, firstly, okay, there's no way you ever did that, and secondly, if that was your anecdote, mate, you should have told us that one first. <laughs> what are you doing, keeping your muck up day anecdote in your back pocket like the? Like, as if you know the conversation leave and go yeah. on to this point. This is clearly an emergency hype, you know, made-up anecdote that yeah. you've done just to try and win the anecdote battle. Sure, but there's a chance that this guy's been around the block a few times. You know, he's he's been in a few anecdotal conversations. <laughs> oh, he knows how these things go. Yeah. He and knows so you don't go out with your top anecdote. He goes into every topic knowing that he's got two anecdotes. You know, like a ninja that goes into or walks into a room and he instantly knows seven ways to kill anybody in there. <laughs> Right? Yeah. He goes in, he walks into any room and he hears a topic. He always has two stories two. and he starts with his weakest one. Yeah, right. And that's just a little... And he goes early. Range fighting. <laughs> and he goes real early. Yeah, it's like lawn bowls or mm. something, you know. Like you, you have an early bowl, mm. right? And then you just wait and you just see what everyone else does. That's right. And then you can come in at the end with your big, you know, belter and knock all the others out of the way. Mm. Yeah, it's like the opposite of of going rounds at drinks at a bar. Because if you go in rounds of drinks at a bar, you go late. That way... Right, you so go people la- have drifted off. Yeah, and by the, by, the, by the time your second round comes around, the night might be over. See, that's, that's good, Alistair. <laughs> you write that down. That's just good advice. Well, that's good advice, but we're not coming up with advice ideas. Okay, I want to I turn this sort of combat anecdotes yeah. into, a, into a theme, sure. right? And I would like to almost see... I don't know. I I wonder about seeing it from like inside this guy's point of view, right? About um uh what about like if it's sort of more like it pauses with mi- a military st- strategy kind of being drawn on the screen a little bit like, you know, like the 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 cricket commentators sometimes yes. do they pause it yeah, and they draw yeah. a few yeah. things and things yeah, like that. Yeah, great. So like it, it, it's 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 early in the conversation. It's like we're telling camping anecdotes, mm. right? And so, like, maybe even time kind of freezes or, like, just the, the sound tunes down yeah. and you're, like, you see his little mind palace, his Sherlock mind palace. I'm like, oh, my could this, tell this anecdote. Mm. No, but that's, you know, well, what if then someone tells an anecdote that's about this? Yeah, and then yeah. you go, yeah, I think that's fun. Oh, I Com- keep that one back. Yeah. Uh, strategizing. And then, like, maybe combining some anecdotes as well. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. So then he's. What if I combine the anecdote about the time I met Dave Grohl with the anecdote about the time I went on the uh, Gravitron? What if I met Dave Grohl on a Gra- That's got to be more impressive than just going on a Gravitron. Absolutely. And then he's. But then also, each story has enough detail in it, you know, because they're both real stories that that it seems believable. <laughs> I mean, this guy wouldn't have come up with this much detail with, you know, a story that seems so improbable. One would think. No. Not. Yeah. No, uh, I think there's something in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, com- com- combat anecdotes. Combining anecdotes. That too. Um, combat anecdotes. Bat it? 
I it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Al. Were you making move a, on? Were you making a portmanteau? No, I was trying to monto a port. Yeah, but portmanteau does that mean like w- carry a coat? Yes. Or or I mean, wear a coat? It's French for wear a coat. Wear a coat. <laughs> Which you know, I think is a is a portmanteau in itself. Would you rather wear a raincoat or uh, carry an umbrella, Alistair? Uh, I've I've. I would never want to carry an umbrella. Never. Like I mean, I carry it sometimes, but I don't want to. Right. Because I I I have a raincoat. Yes. And I feel like that's enough. And you like getting your legs wet. Well, I just I just accept that they'll they will. I mean, the legs I would imagine are unhappy about the raincoat concept. Because it's, it's really, it's a class system of like, mm. well, the upper body doesn't want to get wet. So what if we just dribble this all down onto the legs? Sure, but some raincoats are long. One day those legs are going to throw you off a cliff, mate. <laughs> um, I know people who have, you know, been thrown off cliffs. By their legs? Well, they took them there. It's very suspicious. <laughs> I don't know if they actually got them over the edge. Sometimes it could just be the weight of the head. Yeah, that's true. Center of gravity. Somebody told me a story about. Oh, I mean, like now I'm just telling somebody else's story. But somebody told me a story about they were they were like at Machu Picchu or something like that, and then there started being a fire on the hill, and then they were like running down the other side of the hill to try to get away from it. But every now and then they'd run through some bushes, and there'd just be a drop off, and they would just fall and then land on their knees, and then get up and then start running again, wow, and then was just... Dave Grohl there? <laughs> And then at the bottom, we tied all the chairs to the roof. Maybe he did do that, and I've just wrongly judged his anecdote. It just, it just seemed how? Like, how? What are you tying you it? I mean, I mean, amazing if you did do that. But also, okay. Maybe so the how how would you actually too, tie it? Is too good. Are they upside down as well? I it, guess. Yeah, I think they tied the whole thing. So upside it's like down. a it's like a Mary Poppins kind of yeah, like yeah, tea upside thing down. And like I can picture that like a lot of schools have got that sort of ceiling grid with those ceiling tiles and stuff. Oh, so what you're lifting the, the some of the ceiling tiles? Maybe and then, and then lashing things. Oh, see, the way I was picturing them. it is was you were going. I guess it, the way that my school was built, you could get I guess a rope out the window, over and, the whole roof of and then, the building. No, 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 up, up the into the window. upstairs classroom, and then oh. out that that window at the hallway, and then back in, and then you're just kind of like hanging them like a clothesline. Upside down, but that seems really inefficient. <laughs> what about if you were tying it all to the sprinklers? Hey. That sounds like a bad idea. Bloody recipe for trouble, that one. Yeah, mate. Somebody you know. wants a soaking? Yeah. Now, umbrella or raincoat? That's the question. <laughs> mate. Are um, you an umbrella or raincoat I'm guy? loving the callbacks. I mean, I am constantly disappointed by raincoats in yeah. that they always end up letting a bit of water through. You know? Yeah, they Is give it, up. They'll only coat you th- for the That's rain. true, unless it's one of those sort of yellow fisherman's raincoats, right? Which yeah. don't let anything t- through. No, but are some of the cheapest and nastiest raincoats you could imagine. Oh no, I reckon the ones that you've seen have been awful. But you but, can get you can get some real good ones. Yeah, I reckon. Like the proper fisherman. Good, yeah, good high end stuff. Guys who are on good lobster money and stuff. Yeah. You know. It is good lobster money, isn't it? There would be. Yeah. Well, I mean, from the you know, they give, if, you, the, if you're on a TV show, that's extra money on the top deadliest of it. catch. Yeah. Um, of all. Yeah. Man. Of all. <laughs> so wait, is that the catch that kills you the most? Yeah, that's what it was called, the deadliest catch. Yeah. Also, but not the catch that killed the most things. Like no. 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 Wait. Yeah, it's the catch that kills you. I know, but what about the... Like, you caught so many things and they all died. That could also be the deadliest catch. <laughs> so let's say, like, a whale, yes. because it's eating plankton, yes. but it's just, they're so numerous. In a way, that's the deadliest, that's the deadliest catch. catch. Well, but that's I mean, if we value all lives equally. Yeah, because, I mean, the deadliest catch, they're complaining about some of their men dying, but... You know, the thousands of crabs. Yeah, the thousands of lobstery, crabby things. They're not counting those. Do you think that one of the biggest risks, though, for those deep sea crab fishermen, mm. is suicide 
from having heard too many catching crabs jokes. Oh, yeah, that is... Because, like, a... I mean, if maybe if we looked at the statistics, yeah. we'd see that actually only a very small percentage of them die at sea, mm. and most of them die on land as a result of terminal joke exhaustion. Yeah, catching crabs. Well, especially, I guess, a lot of them didn't get great educations, so they probably haven't been given the tools on how to <laughs> uh, deal with such an influx yeah. of um, yeah. of catching crabs jokes. And, you know, and, and that's kind of gone down for generations and generations and their dad wasn't good at dealing with it. And they just assume right. that that's what life is. It's just an endless onslaught of... of, mm. of uh, and they look down the tunnel of life and they could see no, no escape from the catching crabs jokes. No, nothing, nothing but... Um, yeah. Uh, so. It's tragic. Yeah. <laughs> In many ways, yeah. Suicide <laughs> is tragic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really what the song should have been on MASH. Suicide is tragic. The end. Yeah. You know, the, the guy who wrote that was the son of one of the producers of the show. And the lyrics or the, the lyrics. Music? And I feel like I probably already brought this up on an episode of the podcast. So yeah. Let's not go over it again. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, my comedy, <laughs> my comedy brain. Yeah, today is is doing some great stuff. I mean, like if you like that bit about suicide, <laughs> um, being look, tragic. I mean, <laughs> uh, look, uh, we're. We're both in the midst of a lot of stuff that is... Yeah, that no, is, there's a lot going on. Uh, ...that is t- stealing our sleep away <laughs> from us right now. And uh, it is coming through on the quality of these ideas Is today. there some way we can uh, get a comedy out of exhaustion, right? Yeah. All right. About, about like, if we, we can re maybe reformat society in such a way yep. as to, to work in the favor of the extremely tired. So, so that... What about like uh, uh, wait? Just from this is how I I took what you said, mate. If you took anything from what I said, I'm happy. <laughs> great, great. So, so you know the way that like society seems to be at the moment uh, catering to men who are white. That seems yes. to be the people who benefit the most, right? And possibly men who are white and rich. Yes, right. But if instead <laughs> you changed society's rules the laws of of life and yes. uh, and and the laws of you know the, the rule of of you know uh laws and shit <laughs> um if you change those instead yeah, to favor society yeah to favor the, the exhausted <laughs> oh man um yeah so, okay. so, so, so somehow that that they're the ones who succeed the most so uh, or who just get the most out of life. Um, so, uh, let's say people who are taking naps. If you're taking an, if you if you're yeah. having an, if you just drift off accidentally. Yeah, I see. I think taking a nap is maybe like yeah. is is not it because because these people are clearly not gonna. Well, they're not gonna stay exhausted, right? The thing yeah. about um, exhaustion in this privileged is it, society yeah, is, is that, that it gets passed down as well, you know, and you hold on to it. Once you've got your level of exhaustion, people are very reluctant to sort of let that trickle down to the less tired. So, you know, you would never, you would never nap. You would never give up that privileged position. No, absolutely. I guess, yeah, because you're vested interest. What's what's the levels in the in the the Aldous Huxley book? There, there's the alphas or something like that. Oh, right, no, I don't know. Is that Brave New World? Yeah, man, I haven't read it. Oh, mate, me neither. No, I read the other one. 1984, haven't read that. Oh, I've read 1984. It's really good. But let's let's focus on the exhaustion. Fahrenheit 451. You read that? No, I haven't read that one. Oh, Oh, is that that guy? What's the guy's name? name Who wrote that? Is that uh, Anthony Burgess? Oh, maybe I didn't know. No, I don't know. I just thought it was a guy who's. Oh, maybe I just. I always think of firemen when I think the 451. Yeah, that's that is about for firemen. Oh yeah. What, what, what's it called? Fahrenheit. Oh yeah. Yep. Of course it's got temperature. All right. It was due to be about Fahrenheit. <laughs> I'm sorry I changed the subject, Alistair. Okay, this tired thing. All right. Yeah. So firstly, right, people who are sort of not not napping, but no. certainly drifting off at the wheel, yep. right? Maybe they're constantly running into large piles of money or uh you know, they're constantly finding themselves Okay. The car goes down into a ditch, yep. right? There's a gold nugget there. Gold nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we've legislated 
so that there's gold nuggets I, I, no, and ditches. I don't think we've, I don't think we've legislated no, at all. Okay. I think this is just the way the universe is structured. It's an, ac- okay? it's an accident. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Mental thing. Yes, it's nothing to do with um, your, your, your race. Or, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess... I guess I guess the traditional forms of privilege that we talk about mm. are ones that have been built into society through yeah. generations of sort of graft and oppression, right? Yeah. But um, in, and, and maybe that's happened with this one as well. But the point is that really tired people are doing really well for themselves. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Okay, that's... I've got gold nuggets in a ditch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got, Alistair? Okay. Uh... The rules of squash have been <laughs> have been changed so that so that when you when you hit it and it doesn't quite it doesn't it doesn't hit in between the two middle lines but it hits underneath right uh, accidentally then that's triple points. And you think that's something that's more likely to happen more often to very tired people? I think so. Yeah. Okay. What else? Happens more often to really tired people. Okay. okay, so they sort of drift off in the middle of conversations. Yeah. Maybe their eyes are very heavy. Or well, I guess we would, you know, um, I guess the media would tell us that it's more attractive to have heavy lidded to eyes. To have your eyes kind of mostly closed <laughs> and just big bags under your mm. eyes. Yeah. Um, and somehow. And that and that's like on billboards, and there's a lot of pressure on women who aren't tired to look tired. And that's and so, why they're always putting on eyeliner. Sort of, <laughs> sort of, yeah, but they're they're putting in sort of like gray makeup yeah. under their eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and 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 then maybe oh, you and know, saggy skin is really in, like sort of just slightly mm, saggy facial skin. Yeah, yeah, and bloodshot sort of. Oh yeah, look. bloodshot. So and, people are like smoking marijuana as a performance enhancing thing because it makes them a bit lethargic. But and then, do you think? Um, uh, sorry, Alistair, I just talked right over That's what fine. you were just saying. That's fine. Continue. But but do you think that like because because um, uh, hip hop culture all the time has like appropriated the trappings of of wealth and like wealth has become mm. a a big thing that is boasted about. Yeah. Because that is you know like a, the dominant narrative of what success is. Yeah. Right. So instead, rap and hip hop would become about how tired you are. Uh, look, I. I would love that. Yeah, and then the people, and and then the blues, the blues yes. would become like more <laughs> about, about, pe- white about people like, man, I can't get to sleep because I'm always so perky. Yeah, or or no, you can sleep. I've been oh. sleeping really well, oh, yeah, right? Okay, and, right. And 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 as a result, feeling very perky during the waking hours. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we've. Chipped away at this enough now to say that there's something in that. Yeah. I don't know how we like how we set this up. I mean, I I'd, I'd like to think that we could just launch into it. Mm. And maybe we need like some social commentator or professor or something like that to be talking, you know, intermittently throughout the sketch about about these kinds of pressures and about you know what can be done to tackle exhausted privilege. But we also need to tell people that it's a. <laughs> we're not trying to make some kind of comment about how tired people actually are privileged, right? No, it's yeah. just. But it's maybe it could be like a talk. Uh, it's narrated by uh, like a Marxist, a, a person who's like a st- study. What the people who study culture? What's that? Sociologist? No, the other one. Anthropologist. Anthropologist. Talking about a city in like, you know, like one of those, one of the weird European countries, you yes. know, the ones that you don't, you barely know the name of, and then they talk about how this is a phenomenon, phenomena there. Phenomenon. 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 
I don't know. That could just be. A, you yeah. Know, it's just a, a way around it. You know, you can you can get into it relatively. Go, uh, you know, like one one quirk of uh, of this city is uh, is that actually uh, the, the 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 most privileged people in this city are those who are exhausted. I um, have been tired all my life um, because my my father was very tired and would keep me awake as a small boy, telling me how tired he was. And as such, I, his exhaustion was passed on down to me. Um, he got his wealth by driving <laughs> into a lot of ditches where there were gold nuggets. <laughs> Obviously and he, I have continued in the same vein. Well, you know, I was lucky enough to to, to to be a a truck driver like him, and uh, you know, not only doing those long distances. Yeah, have not not only having to drive long distance and stay awake, but uh, also, you know, uh, having insomnia. Uh, luckily, it's a genetic thing, and uh, and I have a very attractive wife. She's uh, <laughs> she's obviously she's exhausted. She's unbelievably Mate, she tired. She is wiped out. Yes, she's uh, constantly. Uh, Raving, uh, she's a raver. She's and a raver. Somehow, ravers are doing really well in this society. <laughs> well, they are partying a lot. Yeah, they party all the time. But it, what's strange about ravers is that uh, in this society, they're actually doing better in society once they come down off the drugs. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And the then, morning but after. when they, but when they go back on the drugs. They're, they 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 achieve a lower status. They get a burst of energy. People spit at them, <laughs> things like that, because they're just so like, yeah, like all yeah, full energy, vital, vitality. Yeah, I mean, what 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 position would that give Red Bull in a sort of in a society like this? Well, it would become like a sort of a a a downer drug in a way that puts people in a less privileged. You know that ruins people's lives. Do you think that there would be sort of people who are like CEOs of companies who are you know very exhausted men who sometimes just want to see what it's like to be a a normal person every now and then, and yeah. so then he would have a Red Bull. Wait, but that kind of perks you up, right? <laughs> yeah, which I guess also saying, also yeah, but it perks you up, but then it also stops you from sleeping. sleeping. Look, it's it's definitely a complicated <laughs> scenario we built here, Alistair. And we're going to have to be very careful about what information we reveal or don't reveal in the eventuality that we make this sketch, okay. which, by the way, will never happen. No, I, I want it to happen. You want it to happen? Yeah. Okay, great. Do you yeah. think that maybe um, Princess Jasmine from Aladdin, instead of wanting to go outside the walls of her castle, yeah. would want to just have some sleep with <laughs> Aladdin and wake up feeling refreshed to see what it's like yeah. out on the streets Oh yeah, where people sleep really easily? It yeah. bloody writes itself. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I... Do you think we could write a Disney movie? I've considered it. Really? Yeah, You've yeah. considered like what? Like writing one and then sending it to them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what 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 kind of animals were in it? Uh, it, it was about two two twins, actually, as it happened. Two twins. Two twins. Yeah. Uh, a pair of twins. One pair of twins. One, yeah. one pair of two twins. Yeah, great. Uh, who, uh, you know, because I thought it would be interesting to explore sibling relationships in a way that I, I, I thought maybe... Disney hadn't done that much. That's true. Uh, and then they made Frozen, which did that. And I figured, well, that was really my idea, I suppose. Yeah. I, I I thought of that. But you know, but they did. They they've done ice, but they haven't really done fire yet. Fire boys. Yeah. Fire the, twins. The fire boys. <laughs> um, is that is that the fire twins? Do you think that would be something? Maybe they want to be firemen. Yeah, I, I think we could call it Fahrenheit. Two. Two twins. twins. <laughs> one. In the and then tank. one is spelt W-O-N. Great. <laughs> I don't think you've ever seen a Disney movie. Yeah, you're None right. None of the titles are puns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about Frozen? <laughs> Was that a pun? No, I'm just joking. Uh, um, you know, but, it's in a weird way. Uh, yeah. Also, Disney movies are never about someone who wants to be a fireman as well. Like, it's got to be somebody who's got like a birthright. To, to be a fireman. Uh, yeah, all right. 
Well, I, I mean, you could do one about stealing fire from the gods or something, you know, or, yeah. or the discovery of fire or something like that. But you can't do one about wanting to be a fire. Like, you can't do a Disney movie about someone with a realistic career ambition. Oh, right. <laughs> so there's no realistic career ambition ones? I, I, I don't think so, no. What about a kid that wants to just be working admin? Oh, they did did make that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that was Mulan. I mean, I think they... Oh, wait, what, did they do Ratatouille? It was Pixar. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. But in that case, it was a ma- it was a rat. Oh, that's and true. And so uh, it was... Being, becoming a chef is a ridiculous idea for from, a rat. In, in, in that context, yeah. yes. Okay. I believe. Yeah, right. Um, I think my theory still stands. Yeah, no, I the, think the you've done The relative well. scale of ambition of the desire... Yeah. has to be significant, either compared to your being a rat yeah. or your body volume, sure, which is sure, also sure, sure. small for rats. Yeah. Did they do that that um, robot, that fighting robot? Wally? No, 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 the fighting robot. The uh, <sighs> Big oh, Hero? Matter. Yeah, Big Hero 5 or something like that? Big Hero 6? Big Hero 6. They did, yes, I think. Oh, look, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's still ri- it's ridiculous enough. Yes. Okay, but yeah. But what do you think is the avenue to get to to, to get a, a Disney to get, movie? To get on? something to Disney. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they just take submissions because I figure a lot of people are probably thinking they could do it. I don't know. I look to be honest. It feels like too big a task to me. It feels really easy. Yeah. To me. Wow. Like I, you know, I reckon I reckon we could knock but, one out in a but, weekend. But the Lion King is like is Hamlet, right? So like, I mean, are you saying that you could just steal a play, or do, or do you think I you, wasn't you, until you brought that up, Alistair? Yeah. But now Troilus and Cressida, I'm going to do that, but with twins. But what about waiting for Godot, but with twins? Yes. So we're both waiting for Godot. <laughs> or waiting for two Godots. Yeah. Twin Godots. Two Godots, two waiting for them. This is going to be forever known as the tired episode. Yeah. And the thing is that we're so tired is that we can't even go back and start again because there's no time now. (laughs) So we have to press on. Deep into the... I mean, we could find a new sort of plane of existence. That's true. That's true. You know, we could push through. Well... You know, like there's things like uh, ayahuasca or um, there's that other drug. What's the one that people take? Anyway, there's these drugs like salvia and things like that where you have to smoke. Isn't salvia, isn't that an artificial sweetener? Uh, maybe. But but there is a salvia that is a plant that you smoke and then it's a very powerful hallucinogenic. Right. Yeah. Um, and you've got it. There's another one that I can't think of, but it lasts for like 10, 20 minutes and, and it just takes you to another world. Uh, DMT. Right. Yep. Anyway, so you you've just got to get to a certain amount. Like there's there's this particular thing. I think if you're smoking DMT, I've never done it, but uh, you've got to kind of like do like three cones very quickly. And apparently after one, people are often like, "I'm want to stop like that." <laughs> right. <laughs> but people are like, "No, keep going." Or maybe it's after the second one, they're like, this, "I can't do this," and they go, "Keep going, have a third." And then after you have the third, you break through to the other side, right. and you are like. Like in a totally different parallel. You are dimension. not, yeah, not in this reality. You are in another world. Apparently, you often see a purple lady, right? That's apparently a thing. A lot of people a re- yeah, recurring okay, thing, cool. right? Um, but I wonder if there's other things in the world that are like that. Let's Where say, if you have enough, if you have enough, you break through to the other side. The but other we've side. just not. With yeah. humans have just not done that. Like with, say, macaroni and cheese. Like macaroni and cheese. Like this <laughs> has is the thing. anyone ever had their fourth pasta bake in a row? Like well, when yeah. I'm talking like a big pasta bake. Well, because but I think maybe because initially I was going to think hot dogs, but then I thought, <laughs> well, well, hot dog competitions have have at least shown us that yeah. it's it's probably not even within human capability to get to the other side of hot dogs. But I mean, if anybody is going to get to the other side. Mm. Through overconsumption of something that isn't drugs, it's going to be, it's going to happen by accident in one of those hot dog eating competitions, yeah. right? Because no one else is pushing themselves in that way. Nobody, there's no one mm. is trying to overeat pasta bake. No, that's true. Yeah, there's no glory in that. I mean, there should just be. <laughs> so it's it's just a it's a it's a research facility that is that has uh, come up with this theory 
that because some drugs are, are psychoactive at, at a certain point, mm. you, if you you know, uh, then that, that might happen with other things, right? And so now what they're doing is they're reviewing footage of. Uh, well, first of all, obviously they're asking a lot of hot dog competition participants yeah, whether Johnny or not, what, yeah, what, whether any of them have have ever broken through to the other side. Yeah. But then they're but then they're also not entirely believing it because you know maybe nobody wants to give away the secret then everybody will be eating too many hot dogs who knows right uh so then they're they're uh they start reviewing footage and just seeing if anybody looks like maybe they've gone to the other side people say that you can get high from smoking the stringy stuff from inside bananas is that right people definitely do say that cuz i think it it would it would be funny even on a like maybe a simpler level than what we've been talking about mm-hmm. to to just do a sketch that is about some people who chase a high by mm. smoking hot dogs or like you know yeah. maybe it's those little um like little knot bit from the end of a a hot dog you know that little oh, a little twisty knot bit yeah. thing at the end you, yeah. you cut that off well, and you collect those and I you kinda buy like, those and you smoke enough of those I do like the skin and the banana thing if you kind of like not the skin but the the stringy thing yeah if people, a lot of people tell you that that's a myth, and you yeah. can smoke those things and get high, it's because you're not smoking enough. <laughs> Most people have not smoked enough. Yeah. Right? You got to do, like maybe that's all you could do. You don't need to mention any of the DMT and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. right? You just got to keep pushing through, and then once you get there, you'll get to the other side. Then you're in the banana plane. Yeah. Right. And then you get to have a scene and see what it's like being high on banana, uh, you know, strings. And then we can also have the line in there that like. A lot of people tell you that's a myth, but that's just a myth. <laughs> it's a double you know, myth. You know, Banana Republic? It's a real place. I don't mean to... I don't mean <laughs> I've to, been there. I've been there, and I don't know... <laughs> no, that is a real place. No, I don't mean that one. It's it's two real places. It's two real places. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy gets high, and we go to that place, and it's just a Banana Republic. <laughs> It's actually three real places. <laughs> oh, I don't know why that was the third place. But then once you get there, once you're in that place, you smoke a whole lot more. <laughs> once you get to the other side, you smoke more. And then you come back, but it's a different place. Like you're in the same place, but you're in a different place. You just keep going to different banana republics. So that's the idea. Maybe you go there, like you go to the other side, right? But then... This is one where you can't come back unless right. you smoke more banana skins, like smoke strings, your way back again. on the way back, like that. I feel that there's almost. I know this is a oh, ridiculous thing. What is there in this one, Alistair? Sixteen-part <laughs> documentary series <laughs> on HBO. Look, what is there? I just won't tell you what I think anymore. <laughs> I just won't tell you what I think. A cross-platform this multimedia. Used, this used network. to be a safe place. <laughs> going to be a hole this is you know those dark web well it's going to be banana web (laughs) (laughs) see now that's an idea yellow web (laughs) it's just where you could go and buy bananas (laughs) and it's just photographs of bananas articles about bananas okay i'm actually really excited about the banana web okay it's 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 nothing sinister it's just an internet dedicated to bananas, okay? And I don't know if the police have had it brought to their attention and they just don't know what to do because it feels weird, but it's not illegal, right? It feels like the sort of thing that we should be cracking down on, but nobody's doing anything wrong. I'm just not comfortable with it. <laughs> Okay, banana web. I'm writing it down. Banana web, or possibly yellow net. Or yellow net. Oh yeah, sorry. I mean, either's fine. <laughs> but I look. I didn't hear everything you were saying just during that time. It's but fine. but a place where there are no negative comments in the internet, below the line, yeah. on, on a banana web video is it's only people talking about how great about how great <laughs> bananas are or pictures of bananas. <laughs> People enjoying bananas. People not oh. being in any way sexual with bananas. Yeah, I know that's really beautiful to me. Mm. It's, yeah. it's just 
everyone's just commenting fantastic banana video. I mean, that could look, you know, in the meantime, while until we can create, we, until we even understand how to create a whole web. I don't understand how to create a web. <laughs> uh, it feels like it's creating like creating a universe. Anyway, uh, I guess you need to have your own browser. Yeah. A banana browser yeah. of some sort. Um, but but in the meantime, you could just create a, we- a web page which is called Banana Web or Yellow, you know, Yellow Net. And just you know, you you basically hold within it a microcosm of the internet, uh, but not a microcosm, like an alternate yeah, microcosm. Yeah. Do you think that the like it's a microcosm of the banana web? Either either it could be also what <laughs> yes indeed thank you <laughs> uh, it and like do we explore in this world like what happens if a troll does emerge on banana web? Maybe there are people who it, who just praise the banana videos a little bit too highly, where the other people on the banana web start to feel like they don't mean it. Well, what I just like what I just pictured in my head was like a sort of like a sixty minutes report on the dark side of banana web, <laughs> <laughs> and that what they have to do in order to keep banana web so pure. So pure, right? Okay, so there are people like maybe there's farms of people working in the Philippines, like, trawling the banana web, deleting all the negative comments. Deleting everything. Like, nothing negative lasts more than a banana second, you know, which <laughs> which is roughly 30 regular seconds. But <laughs> a banana second, we, we, we measure time in the amount of time it takes to bite and chew and swallow a standard mouthful of banana. That's a banana yeah. second. <laughs> That's good. Well, then that's probably roughly about twelve seconds. Yeah. 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 Because um, I mean, it could start. It could be a report going, banana web or yellow net. <laughs> you know, it's like like uh, you know, uh, it's a it's a paradise on earth on yeah. the internet. Its own. You know, it was created to bring joy into the hearts and minds of you know children and adults alike. Where anyone in the world can go and share their positive experiences, mm. memories, and ho- even dreams relate as long as they relate to bananas. Yeah. And create new positive experiences. Yeah. Yeah. But Banana Web Tonight also we has reveal. Yeah, we revealed it. Banana Web also has a dark side. Under the skin. <laughs> Tonight, yeah. Like it would the, the the report itself has a has a, a name like that like yeah uh, the slippery peel the slippery peel well that doesn't really make sense but you know you get the you get the gist I mean yeah. you don't you don't want to go too deep into these things you know you want you want to go too deep into the yeah. banana web I mean you want that's when you get to the little brown lump at the oh. end and that is not man so I've seen people eat it and I know it's gonna be okay everybody's gonna be okay. I think look banana on banana web there's a space where people can talk about that and 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 how much they like that and I think how throughout my life the amount of buffer zone that I've I I leave for yeah. that bit at the end is getting bigger. Really? Like I am I'm so it's been so long since I've accidentally eaten that little brown bit at the end I never want to have that experience again. Yeah. So I'm now leaving more and more of the banana. <laughs> It'll uh-huh. get to the point where I just take one, but you know, one bite off the top, and then just chuck the banana and then at a just wall, throw it all away. Um, you know, all it is is just a little bit more dense than a regular banana. Not into that. So if you're eating a, like a not no, very, it's got a, it's got a weird flavor. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a tiny bit more bitterness to it. Maybe I'll it's kind of remember kinda, it having a weird flavor. Yeah, I don't know, man. I like the flavor of banana is pretty overpowering. <laughs> Like unless you're just biting straight into skin, the the whole banana does have a weird flavor. Like yeah. there's nothing else that tastes like banana. No, but but there's also nothing that tastes like garlic. Uh, I mean, I feel, but I feel like onion and stuff are kind of like on the same scale, and like onion and ginger and stuff. And you can be like, okay, well, this is the sure kind of but... r- the, the the spicy root. Thing I, Andy, I, I see what you're doing here, but banana like you, there's nothing. Andy, what about a plantain? That tastes nothing like a banana. Oh, but have you ever had a ripe a, a ripe? <laughs> ever had a ripe plantain? Well, maybe not. Well, I never have either. But, <laughs> but but I'm just assuming that somewhere along the way, this banana didn't emerge 
this banana plant didn't emerge spontaneously, completely different from anything. Nature. You're just you're just ignorant to the banana family. Right, I feel like. Man, how about you spend on spend a bit more time on banana web and lighten up? I don't think people would be allowed to talk about that little brown bit at the end of the banana on banana web because it would be deemed to be too negative, I mean, and that, that would be some of the stuff that would have to be comes, filtered out in these click, the dark side. These click farms. Yeah, I think. Look, I think that's good. Um, do you think we should wrap up? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean. We have five. I think I think it's probably a good idea. Yeah, I mean, do we want to put people through any more? I think the, we we had a lot of fun with the banana things. We did, and so I'm glad we left it till the end. Yeah, I mean, you know, for anybody who who who, who stuck it out to the end, they kind of got, you know. Yeah. You and look, you've you've tried to sing me out a few times now. <laughs> play you off. Yeah, play me off. All right. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I forgot. I haven't read out what the. Oh, you got to read out what the yet. things are. Man, we are. A, this Fine. is a. This podcast is an absolute mess, Alistair. Man. We're playing you out before you've even read out the things. All right. These are the clumps of your life, Leon. <laughs> That's the first sketch. It's a guy. It's like a twenty to one TV show where we're talking about uh, going through the, yeah. the twenty clumps, the most twenty most most meaningful clumps or in his Leon, life. Leon, these are your, your clumps. clumps. Yeah, that is how you said it, but. You know, I just read it the wrong way. Uh, then we got Combat Anecdotes, which is a guy who's strategizing. Uh, and, you know, he's in a conversation. People are going to be telling anecdotes. And then you see the behind-the-scenes uh, strategizing going on. He's he's pointing out other people who who he can see is going to be competition. He's deciding to get in early with a sort of weaker story coming, out, coming back around at the end after everybody's told their stories and topping it with his best story, uh, combining stories, all that kind of stuff. I feel really bad now that if I had a go at this guy, and maybe he just had really good anecdotes, that's, and I just felt competed Andy, with. That's completely fine. Yeah, Andy, you're insecure. That's fine. It's okay. And we're not going to attack you for that. I mean, you know, that's only going to put more hate in the world. You, yeah. You're, you're spewing out enough. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, a society in which privilege is given to the exhausted. Uh, so, yeah, or or in which the... The exhausted are the most privileged. Yeah, we really pushed ourselves in terms of imagining alternate worlds in this. Absolutely, episode. like you know, I think this one didn't really have that much momentum, and it was. But I think that there was some good. This, look, there's a couple of there's a couple of bloody good ideas here. A couple of bloody good ends. And then uh, we've got uh, smoke banana strings uh, till you get to the other side. Uh, there's things like you know people say that smoking that stuff is a myth that you can smoke that. Well, that's a myth. Like that? That's one of Andy's lines. That's there. a joke. Yeah, and then that's uh, you smoke to get to the other side, and then takes it to the Banana Republic. It's a real place. It's actually two real places. <laughs> and then you can only, the only way you can get back is smoke your way back. Smoke your way back. It just yeah, it it feels fun. I I'd, I'd we're love gonna to, have to smoke him out. We're gonna have to smoke ourselves out. Ourselves out. All right, and then we got Banana Web slash Yellow Net, and it's the happiest place that you can be in front of a computer. <laughs> I think I think the challenge for us in filming and making that is to is to remove any sexual element from Banana oh, Web. Absolutely, there is no. Because I mean, we've really made a rod for our own backs by choosing a very suggestive vegetable. Oh, I know, but that's that's how pure it is. Yeah, like that's how pure a place it is. Is that you can have the most suggestive thing, and there is not an, a hint of of of, of sexuality in it. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, for all the family. Family. Family, 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 Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, everybody. If you can bear to, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm stupid old Andy, and I'm Alistair TB. And we're also at Two in Tank. Two in Tank, and if you. You know, I would like to listen to one of the other episodes and rate that on iTunes. Yeah. yeah. Leave a comment. Maybe even the last one, Robo Hobo. Robo Hobo, there was some real fun stuff in Robo Hobo. Some real fun stuff. And look, this we got there with this. Oh man, we got there. We got there. But you know, some this is the part of the creative process that can be fun, but it can also be difficult. Anyway, I'm Alistair Trombley Birchall. And I'm Andy. And Good night. We I mean we love, love you. you.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.